Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. After last week's uh, craziness, I think we're ready to see the finish line, Kevin. It is almost in sight. That's right. Yeah, your your uh, crew, Team Lizard Brain, has made it through uh, a winding canyon uh, filled with falling rocks and blasts from your opponent's ships. And then uh, last time on Critical Head, Critical Head, you guys made it through the scrap heap filled with space goblins and their impromptu inventions. And uh, they all attacked you, but you still managed to make it through. Hooray. Um, So, uh, Yeah, we can go ahead and get started there. Uh, But first, as always, when we're in a race, we start with a word from our sponsors. We all have questions, big and small. At Guidance.info, we focus on the small ones. Do you have questions like, Should I invest my savings in this new multi-level marketing opportunity? Are my friends talking about me behind my back? Am I being too controlling of my offspring's lives when I log into their Infosphere accounts and reply to their friends on their behalf because my offspring are bad at it? These are all normal, common questions, but it would be nice to get an outsider's perspective, right? Can you beseech divinities, universal concepts such as balance or nature, unearth psychic truths from the depths of your own mind, or simply understand the complex arcane principa that allow existence to function in this chaotic maelstrom, yet you still have trouble paying the rent? We've all been there. Guidance.info offers you a chance to earn those much-needed credits while using your magical powers you already have granted to you each day. You work at your own pace, and you're your own boss. Guidance.info is a freelance marketplace, connecting amateur diviners with the people who have small but important questions. Simply connect to our Infosphere app, place your question, and one of thousands of qualified applicants will respond. What does it take to become a qualified applicant? Almost nothing. Simply prove your ability to cast a divination spell, and you'll be good to go. Guidance.info. A miracle's worth of advice at a cantrip's cost. And then the uh, cameras pan back to the silver swoosh uh, desk with our now uh, familiar hosts, and they introduce the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 27th season of Drifters, the Galaxy's Infosphere show with the most bumper reintroductions of its hosts per episode. I'm your host, Jock Hammer. With me is Shu Lai. No more talk from us. We're almost to the end. Let's cut to the race. And we immediately cut back to uh, all of you guys. You have exited the uh, scrap heap. You, you're out on the other side. Um, you're now uh, in uh, the buggy uh, going uphill. Um, and in the distance, you can see that you're, you're, you're 
being flanked by these giant concrete walls, similar to how things were at the uh, beginning of the race. Um, and so as you, you put the, uh, the buggy into a lower gear and power up, you hit this flat top, which is uh, called the KFAC Mesa. Um, it's a plateau uh, named for uh, the abundance of KFACs, a native giant arthropod. Um, and the mound, this, this, or excuse me, the mesa is littered with mounds that show the signs of giant burrowing creatures, um, presumably from these, uh, these large KFAX. And you guys start tearing off, uh, over the mesa and we'll cut to you guys with that. You seem to be the first into this, uh, this final stretch. Hooray for us. Got it, Bob! I floor it all the way and crank it all the way up to uh, speed of eight. All right, excellent. So as you do so, uh, you see that from the mounds uh, nearby are emerging massive crystalline centipede crabs. Yeah, which I think Amu can uh, easily recognize. Amu, what's your life science check if you take that uh, 20 that you get from your your kit? 32. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. that, is a, that is a KFAC, that, uh, the aforementioned giant arthropod. Um, you know, this one's about the size of a very large horse. Um, and it has consumed uh, Thasteron, the, the mineral that used to um, uh, be a, a major source of industry on this planet. Uh, evidently, this, these creatures eat that, and that's what let them grow these giant crystalline shells. Uh, so its, uh, it's carapace is that, that mineral, um, Thasteron. And uh, the one nearest to you has eaten a lot of Thastron by the looks of it, and it still seems hungry. And it coils the front of its body off the ground because it's kind of like a uh, centipede-like thing, um, but it has giant uh, crab pincer claws as well. So when it coils off the ground, it reveals several legs that end in these sharp, sturdy talons, and it has a face area dominated by a central slit, which you know, Amu, is an all-purpose orifice for eating, birthing, and excretion. Raise your hand if ew. Very ew. (laughs) Uh, So it seems hungry and is approaching you guys. What do you do? Does it eat organics as well as uh, minerals? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, They're omnivorous, for sure. Okay. But they do have a taste for uh, tasty minerals more than uh, flesh. Do we have any tasty minerals? You are made of t- tasty minerals. <laughs> That's a rather personal remark. <laughs> I'm just have, saying. Do we have access to, like, you know, the fuel on here? Why doesn't somebody roll me a percentile dice? Anyone who wants to can do it, but the first person who does it gets it. Okay. Matthew. Winning with a 79, although Sam also... uh, Sam. No, I I messed it up. Roll a D100, not just 100. (laughs) I was going to say, I thought Sam (laughs) did awesome, and I I ruined it. Oh, man. 
I was sitting here just waiting to be mocked for ruining Sam's perfect role. Nah, seventy nine is pretty good though. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. So you do have roll under one or what? Also, <laughs> yeah, it's a roll under. One extra canister of fuel. And what's we the fuel made of? Canister of fuel. Well, your thing is a a petro fuel actually, but it occurs to Amu that uh, the canister is probably more what they want than the fuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could jettison the extra fuel, and that may distract them. How, fast, uh, how like, far are we from the uh, finish line? It's within sight. Do it! I will grab the uh, fuel and try to chuck it at this guy. <laughs> All right, the giant crystalline centipede crab uh, gobbles it up and like quickly um, uh, just consumes the whole thing, and then others come by to start tearing at it. Uh, and you guys tear off towards the finish line. You can see now uh, that the the KFAC is not in the way. Uh, the other three participants, your your rivals, have also emerged. So you guys are in the lead, uh, which is great. You're doing fantastic. But what's happening behind you is perhaps of interest. So in the time you've spent uh, not uh, observing them, it seems somehow that the new team Rust Dragon has emerged into second place. Uh, team Brainpower is in third, and Team Hivemind uh, is in last. Team Hivemind, their their living uh, organism ship, uh, its scylla seem to be uh, somewhat out of sync, uh, and the the uh, Vehicle is clearly very injured, and it moves in a weird zigzag pattern where it can't seem to move quite in a straight line because it can't arrange all its cilia to to uh, to move at the same time. The new team Rust Dragon, the Basilisk, is um, blasting at the ship at all the uh, vehicles behind you, just unloading with um, like you. They're jettisoning their fuel, but they're weaponizing it as they let uh, barrels of fuel uh, roll off uh, towards uh, both uh, Team Brainpower and Team Hivemind, trying to blow them both up, and also just unloading with its high-powered weaponry. While uh, Team uh, Brainpower in the Tripod of Doom is bizarrely enough protecting uh, the colonizer, protecting Team Hivemind. And, of course, for those of you who are familiar with the show, this is a common strategic ending, um, and that adds a lot of tension to the show, which is the the team that finishes last is removed, but as, uh, as are all teams that don't finish the race, whether by fatality or any other reason. So, uh, if... If the colonizer is destroyed, then Team Brainpower, Talos, and uh, and his crew will also be last. eliminated because they'll come in last. So Talos is protecting the Formians um, because it's strategically advantageous. Uh, while while uh, Team Rust Dragon just blasts at everybody. And you guys are in the lead, so technically this doesn't concern you, except for the fact that uh, the Tripod of Doom is taking heavy fire. So that may concern you. Mm. Uh, can we get uh, 
Rush Dragon on like the communications line? Sure, you can hail them. Bengi will say, Stop blasting the tripod! Two of them are mind-controlled! Uh, and at that, um, the response over the the comms is kind of, you know, broken up, but um, it's uh, from Red Iron, the, the captain of their team. Uh, he says, you think I care? Uh... Can I fire on the um, colonizer? Uh, yes, but it seems like, again, the Tripod of Doom is trying to basically guide the colonizer all the way to the finish line. All the while, by the way, the colonizer, it seems, is, is fairly disabled, but uh, they are sniping at the Tripod of Doom as though to, to somehow supplant it in third place. <laughs> oh my god, these guys deserve each other. <laughs> so if the, you fire on the colonizer, you'll be doing the exact same thing that Team Rush, Rush Dragon, Dragon is, is doing, um, which could put uh, because uh, Talos and his crew are putting themselves in harm's way in order to ensure their place in the race. All the right. colonizer is organic, correct? <laughs> yes, yes. It, though it has like weird circuitry embedded in it as well, but yeah. So I could use my uh, booster on it, correct? Yeah, I'd allow it. It's a huge vehicle, though, so you'd have to somehow up-jump your booster with some extra extra uh, juice. Don't we... Uh, so that's a power thing, not just a hacking thing, because don't we still have, like, a hacking... Um... We do have the hacking thing, but I'm wanting to help, and I don't know if the oh, hacking okay. would help. Sure. Uh, you could temporarily hack... Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. Um, let's go in the order that I see you guys on roll 20. We're not in an official initiative situation. I don't need initiative rolls, but I only want one person doing something at a time. You guys can talk. That's fine. Um, though, you know, this is fast paced. You're barreling towards the finish line, so you don't have a ton of time to debate it. Uh, so, Bob, what do you do? I am driving very fast towards the finish line. All right. Uh, the team behind you seems to be shouting about strategy of the other teams. Uh, what do you do? Or what do you respond to them with? Uh, whatever you're going to do, you better do it because the finish line's coming up. All right. And I'm not slowing this thing down. I intend to win. Skritic, with that inspiring uh, announcement from your, your pilot, what do you do? Well, I'll teach you to that. Or what? Oh, man, the back turret waiting for directions doesn't seem like people have come to an agreement <laughs> well i'll just line up a shot wait at the nearest vehicle and just kind of wait for a consensus all right while uh skritic readies his shot looking for some guidance from the rest of his team hecubino hecubino will stand up on the seat and say uh, bob Bring us around. We're counting coup. We're doing what? Just bring us around. We got to get close to Rust Dragon so they don't kill the brain. Uh, slam it into a lower gear, slow down, and start to swerve over towards the Rust Dragon. I'll uh, get out the hose from that uh, so clean it burns that we never actually managed to use in the last uh, <laughs> round. 
Ooh, nice. Yes. Use your, your product placement, uh, sponsors, um, special power. I like it. All right. So the, uh, the buggy, um, the sand skink is being swerved around by Bob and you guys are, uh, slowing down and getting closer to the basilisk with Hecubino at the ready with, uh, the, uh, hose Quentin, what do you do? Activate the hose. Oh, Hecubino's got that covered, I'd say. <laughs> All right. Then I will broadcast an advertisement to everyone watching about Sudzo Squeaky Clean, a division of Omnicorp. Why make your own decisions? We can make them for you. And how incredibly awesome it is and how we're about to use it to save the game and win season 27 of Drifters. And I do all of this awesomely <laughs> using right. my, my awesomeness. Why don't you make a diplomacy check uh, uh, as you speak to the camera, which is yourself? See, I don't have to speak to the camera. Yeah, it's kind of a selfie, though, because you do need to show up. I speak so just for like the camera. Camera. Team Lizard Brain, squeaky clean, so clean, it burns. 24. Hey, that's a good roll. Yeah, you, uh, you're able to, at the very least, hype up your sponsor and, you know, keep your fans engaged uh, as you're, you're uh, racing towards the end. All right, that brings it to Vangi. Uh, so I'm going to see if maybe I can uh, shoot at one of these, like, you know, holes with the the horrible crystal arachnids in it. And um, especially particularly one that's close to the um, colonizer, because my idea is maybe to try to get, you know, some bug on bug action. <laughs> Trying to rile them up. Yes. With your with firepower. All right. So I'm yeah. going to say that that's a combined. I'm going to need two rolls from you. I'm going to need an attack roll and an intimidate check. Sold. Attack and intimidate are her middle names. <laughs> Two of my best things. So, uh, she doesn't right. have a last name. It's just Banky Attack Intimidate. Yeah. <laughs> 18 Attack Roll and 18 Intimidate. 18 and 18. All right. So you agitate uh, one of the, the nearby um, KFAX. And you're able to kind of like get some cover when you do like because you're counting on the the swerving of the vehicle, um, such that uh, the colonizer is between uh, you and uh, them uh, after your shot, and so it races forward presumably towards the colonizer. Uh, and Amu, I want to enhance the speed of the colonizer. <laughs> oh, you want to try to speed up the colonizer. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and so are you going to use one of your uh, biohacker boosts to try to do that? Yep. That's the plan. Okay. Well, like I said, technically I'd allow it, but you need an extra, like, you need more juice because your biohacker can only affect something, you know, let's say maybe the size of a horse normally. This is much, much larger than that. So, um Actually, I guess there's no technical size limit to it, but how, how are you going to ensure that it works on this complex vehicular 
gargantuan uh, a creature. I'm going to add a uh, something to make it run through the blood faster. A special reagent? Yeah. All right. What is said special reagent? Ketchup. The ketchup. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So um, as with many things, Amu, it occurs to some part of you that you could send some part of yourself uh, to basically uh, DNA or RNA hack uh, the sequence you're sending over, but it's not entirely without risk. Um, that is to say, you're, you'd be sending a part of yourself, and you'd have to be in active communication with that part of yourself um, while it's doing its job, and that's fine. That's not that's not abnormal for you, Abmu. But the problem is, uh, you know these guys well enough from their uh, advertisements to know you'd be putting yourself at some psychic risk. You might get exposed to uh, the Formian hive mind uh, at later dates uh, based off of uh, some part of yourself being integrated with them. We're okay with this. (laughs) All right. Awesome. So you whip up some concoction. What what uh, what form does it take? Uh, it's mostly just going to be a larger than normal dart. Nice. All right. So uh, you uh, have a a giant dart that you're injecting some of yourself, like you pull some of your own uh, colony and and put that into it. As, along with your other uh, biochemical reagents, and you throw the dart. Why don't you give me an attack roll? Oh, boy. <laughs> and we'll say that you have a plus two circumstance bonus on this roll, too. Because it's cool. Throw an attack. Yes. <laughs> with an injection weapon. So I oh. know you're proficient. Oh, that's only a nine. All right. So... Unfortunately, you throw your dart and some part of you is still just like extant on the the desert of Akaton um, and will be for for all of time or until this dart gets picked up. Um, uh, Except, actually, Will, give me one reroll on that. One more, one more, one more shot. Okay. Um, So, uh, as you uh, throw the dart, um, a uh, psychic force seems to try to assist your dart in hitting the thing, and you realize it's actually Talos helping you, because evidently, he's very wrong about what you're doing. That's what he gets for trying to read a billion miles. Uh, he thought you were going to slow it down to ensure that uh, they lost, but you're actually speeding it up. Uh, which really annoys them. So uh, the colonizer takes third place. Well, you guys are now sidling up next to uh, the hulking, you know, uh, big truck that is the basilisk. And we're back around to Bob. But Bob, now instead of being... Uh, tearing away with a race and having it to yourselves, you're adjacent to a much larger, much more heavily armed, much more heavily armored vehicle. What do you do? Grumble a lot. 
Um, is this a wheeled vehicle? Yes, it is. What if I, uh, what if I pull a, uh, a wrench out of my pocket and throw it at the axle to see if I can get it to a catch and maybe break something on the, uh, on the, on uh, one of the axles. I mean, that is a cool idea, but it's not, it, it it's, you know, as, as awesome as that would be, this is a big rig. It is not going to stop for a wrench being thrown at it. Mm. A wrench being thrown at it means one lost wrench. Now, if you wanted to chance things and say, have someone hold the wheel while you jumped onto the big rig and started making engineering checks with that wrench, that's a that's a horse of a different color. Mm, I'm not sure I want to do that because... Um, Could he use the wrench to like wedge the wheel in a certain trajectory? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah that's what I was wanting to do by throwing oh. it and seeing if I could get it wedged in there too. Uh, again, uh, I think basilisk... Brian was saying wedge the, your own wheel so that your hands are free. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Setting things up on the sand skink, no problem. Throwing a wrench at a the wheel of a big rig truck. Imagine throwing a wrench at a, a big rig truck off the street. Do you think that's going to stop it? I think my laser pistol would do any damage to their tire. Um, Maybe, but it is heavily armored. <sighs> okay. Like they have these giant protective hubcaps to prevent exactly that kind of thing. And you like you've seen their tires reinflate because that's how they work. All right. Not to say that you can't attack them, just that they're not susceptible to small attacks. You need to do mega damage. <laughs> well, they have hardness, just like your your vehicle has hardness. So a small amount of damage is likely to do nothing. And you have enough proficiency with mechanics to know that. Yeah. I really don't want to jump on it to do any engineering, though. That's that's the thing, because uh, <laughs> the the team's going to move away. The 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 My team's going to move away in their car, and I'll be stuck behind on this crappy, crappy machine. Crappy, giant, indestructible big rig. I know, right? The mammoth car. Uh, is, do, do I see any? Are there any data jacks or ports there on the side of the car where, that we're pulling up alongside? Ooh, now that's an idea. Why don't you give me a perception check? And it is a ten. All right. So there's lots of little. Uh, you know, it's not. It's not like this um, vehicle is uh, without you know, interesting um, ports and jacks and all sorts of stuff like that. You're just wondering where you could plug in because a lot of it seems relatively analog. Um, and, you know, there's there's uh, all sorts of, of um, you know, those, uh, what are they called? Vents and uh, gears and all sorts of stuff like that. But you're looking for like a digital port to plug in yeah. when suddenly off the um off the back of it you notice that there's a wire hanging that you think you could pl- it's it's actually a a plug in, it's like a port that you could plug into but it's right where all of those uh wheel or uh, barrels of fuel that they've been dropping as basically explosives uh behind them are so you would have to be right next to that to plug into it uh, hang on, everybody. I pull up next to it and grab the jack. 
and uh, grab the cable and jack into it. Why don't you give me a piloting check? Piloting check. 30. Yeah, okay. So you sidle up right next to it. A barrel goes off, um, and you're able to seamlessly dodge one-handed with uh, one hand on the wheel and one hand plugging the jack into your ear. Um, And uh, you jack in. Uh, What are you trying to do? I am trying to find the um, the uh, the main engine uh, accelerometer, and I'm trying to uh, back that off, trying to to install a little governor in there so it'll only go uh, barely past Mach one. All right, or well, whatever the speeds are. I mean, we're we're driving at ludicrous speed. I want them to be way less than ludicrous speed. Okay, well that is what you'll start looking into when we get back around to you, Scritic. You held your action mm-hmm. last time. Didn't do <laughs> you critical much hit? good. and you're like guys guys and now you're sidled up to this giant big rig what do you do uh i'm wondering if maybe i should like try to blow up a few of the fuel tanks before they cause damage to maybe certain vehicles we want to preserve you could certainly do that though not with the uh plasma uh, cannon that's rear mounted okay. because you guys are now um, think of think you know so there's the big rig the basilisk and you're actually towards the back of it because mm. the cable that Bob has plugged himself into is coming off almost near the back where those barrels would fall off um, so your rear mounted plasma cannon could not fire on the basilisk mm. is the uh, other gun uh, open the turret gun? Yeah. I believe Vangi used it last uh, round to shoot some KFAX to get Fair. them to attack their fellow bugs. Hmm, indeed. Sounded. Skritic, everything depends on you. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I might have a really I mean, bad no idea. But could I you have a bad idea? Yeah. Hop on over to this other vehicle and maybe try to jam it where they can't dump the fuel, their fuel containers? Sure. Yeah, you could uh, jam like the some of the gears of the things that are are uh, launching these barrels. Yeah. So you uh, you want to do that? Um, seems like a bad idea, but sure. All right. So you clamber over onto the basilisk, and uh, you look around, and sure enough, hey, there's a wrench. Um, and there's wrenches lying all over the place. Um. And you can uh, try to make a check to disable uh, their weapons, their rear-mounted fuel-launching barrel weapon. Uh, Why don't you give me an engineering check? All right. That one's not so bad for me. Let's see. Ooh, I think that's a... 19? Yeah, uh, 19. Yeah, 9 on a die, so 19 total. (laughs) Yeah, that works out well. Um, Yeah, you're able to jam it. Um, Now, uh, there's there's a Pro and a con to this. You have successfully jammed their weapon system. The downside is it's not clear that they know that. Um, mm. And as uh, the barrels uh, pile up, uh, they may be set on fuses. <laughs> um, I was kind of Timers. worried slash hoping that was the case. Okay. Cool. So... um. Uh, that brings it to Hecubino. What do you do? You have this spray hose ready to go with 
the so clean it burns are you unloading on them yeah so while uh while hecubino was getting the nozzle at the level that he wanted uh skritic jumped onto there <laughs> yeah yeah skritic so, totally did so he's like okay uh hey vangi can you try and make sure that skritic gets back on here without dying i'll do my best he's like all right he like put basically still standing puts one leg on the edge of the um of the car so his knee is up and yells eat industrial super abrasives and sprays their tires with uh industrial super abrasives nice why don't you give me a ranged attack and you get a misc plus four bonus on this ranged attack okay and you said i get a miss plus four that's right and you can thank Quentin for that. Be- oh, all right. Holy crap. Um, all then. So why don't you roll a uh, 66 or 68, excuse me, uh, as your um, damage from that critical hit. All right. I don't have to parse this anyway, right? It's just straight up 68. 6d8. Uh, no, it was uh, it was a very successful critical hit as the nozzle just uh, unleashes this caustic green goo all over the basilisk, uh, tearing away massive chunks of its armor plates, like finding all the weak spots. The goo almost seems to move with a slight mind of its own, where it's like, how did it move up over the armor plate and then down? That doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, it takes 23 acid damage, and uh, the special critical hit effect of it is that it's corroding, so it's actually still melting. Um, That... Mm means that you have a bunch of melting uh, acid-covered uh, metal um, molting in on top of the the piled-up barrels of fuel that uh, Skritik has jammed on the back. And then one explodes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yep, sorry, Skritik. Uh, so I'm going to need a reflex save from you, Skritic. Oh, okay. At least that's what I'm relatively good at. Oh, 18. Hey, you succeed. So you take only 12 fire damage from the explosion of one of these barrels. Yay. I got two stamina left. Quentin, what do you do? In case you had forgotten... Quentin is a floating sphere. Quentin is a floating sphere wearing a hat currently. But Quentin is a floating sphere out of which little appendages and arms can extend. So Quentin is going to float towards the, uh, what's the, what's the terrible name of their terrible thing? The basilisk? Basilisk. That's right. Right. Okay. It's going to float towards it. Excellent name, but go on. (laughs) Hey, I'm I'm not questioning your naming. I, I meant terrible in the in the traditional biblical sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so three appendages are going to extend from Quentin's cylindrical, no wait, spherical body 
Two of them are going to attach to the side of the sand skink. The third is going to reach out to try and grasp Skritik and give him a way to climb back onto our ship and not die. <laughs> and so this whole thing is going to be a really cool maneuver where he rolls over, sort of floats into position, clink, clink, the third arm goes out like a fishing rod to try and snatch Skritik back. I like it, but you are aware, Quentin, that this risk put or this uh, maneuver puts you at non-trivial risk. Yes, but think of the glory, and also, I'm good at acrobatics. I think I want to do this. I think if you let me do this as an acrobatics, which I think it might be, <laughs> is all I'm saying. We'll find out on Skritik's turn or uh, whoever gets. So you're you're trying to. Uh, make yourself a, a little beam to grab Skritik or maybe have him run across and mm-hmm. reach out to him. Uh, I totally dig that. What kind of hat are you wearing? Oh, uh, I actually uh, cut a uh, a Viking helmet in half when we got onto the sand skink and have clamped one side to either side of my That's head. That's right. I remember that now. Yes, okay. with wings. And you may remember the left side says, born to cogitate. Because... <laughs> Quentin came you're, to you're play. You're going to get friends. credit for your action if you could tell me exactly how your hat looked. So I'm glad yeah. you you remembered. Uh, hey, it's what I'm here for. <laughs> Vangi. Well, I was going to uh, take care of Skritik, considering that was what um, uh, Hecubino asked me to do. But looks like maybe that's being taken care of. But I guess I could also provide insurance. Well, you could also that- use um, Quentin as a stepping stone. Like that is, you could leap onto Quentin. And then leap from Quentin onto the the basilisk and grab uh, Skritik and then do the same in reverse. I mean, that sounds awesome. So, yes, please. Um, so, yeah, she'll, she'll bound on this little uh, Viking spear thing as things <laughs> explode in the background. Um, and uh, try to just grab Skritik by his uh, vest or gun bandolier and uh, start running back, um, hopefully before everything explodes. All right. So a uh, little bit unusual, but we're going to we're going to do it anyway. Uh, Quentin <laughs> and yep. Vangi, I want both an acrobatics check from you and an athletics check from each of you. Okay. You guys are basically trying to help each other with your respective checks. Acrobatics so, first? Do acrobatics first. Both of you make an acrobatics check. Uh, 17 for me. 27 for me. Nicely done. Excellent. So, you know, part of the, the thing here is you have to, like, leap onto a moving sphere uh, to to get onto the other uh, vehicle. So uh, it helps that the sphere is trying to help you with that. Um, so let's do athletics. All right. This is the one where you'll probably have to help me. Or not. That's a pretty good roll, though. I'm not rolling badly tonight. Uh, yeah, you rolled better than me. <laughs> so, uh, as the sphere drops closer to, uh, as Quentin drops closer to the ground, uh, you're able to, you know, put your inertial dampeners and, and, anti-grav units into overdrive and kind of bounce back, providing some extra propulsion to Vangi to leap onto uh, the basilisk grab uh, Skritik, if Skritik wishes to be grabbed. Oh, sure. 
<laughs> yes, please grab me. I am being, I'm in an explosion. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm speaking for Skritik. I really shouldn't. <laughs> uh, all right. What's 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 Skritik's uh, demeanor? There's there's a camera bot nearby, so it catches all of this action because you know you guys are approaching the finish line. Um, what what does Skritik's demeanor? What does he say or do as this is happening? <coughs> Obliged. Uh. And you can easily uh, run back and launch back over using your other two rolls, which are just fine. Um, so you guys are able to uh, bring uh, Skritik home while the basilisk starts uh, melting. Amu. <laughs> so the basilisk is melting. Everybody's back on the ship. Everyone's back on the vehicle, on the sand skank. And uh, you guys are tearing towards the finish line. The finish line, by the way, is a massive hologram with alternating checkered colors um, that are all blazing a bright neon. They're not like white and black. They're just all sorts of other colors. And that's where you're tearing off towards. Uh, it looks like your disruption of the basilisk has has maybe bought some uh, time for the tripod of doom and uh, the colonizer and your injection means the colonizer is actually ahead of the tripod right now. Going to attempt to hack the tripod. Ooh, we need them in last place in order to pr- properly protect the uh, Talos. Correct. Eh, I mean, he that just has to not die in this race, but sure. If he's in last place, he's out of the race and we don't yeah, have exactly. to keep protecting so him. That, that makes our jobs a lot easier. I know, but we lose we lose such a such an excellent uh, foil. Yeah, <laughs> there'll be more. Uh, foil. You know, money. We need money, though. Yeah. <laughs> there'll be more foil. Computers, right? Uh, so yes, make a computers check. Twenty total. All right, that is a good check. But believe it or not, <sighs> uh, they have a hacker on board who's even better than that. Um, who is able to basically uh, deflect your attack. Um, she borks you... your beep. Yep, she does. Hey, hey there's a family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I believed it. Uh, yep. Um, and uh, we cut to Halicon, uh, the Sheeran, um, hard at work, like manning three different uh, computers, being like, no, we won't let them in. And um, as you guys uh, approach the finish line, the um, uh, we go back to Bob, who is powering down. Uh, the basilisk's engines. The basilisk is trying to fire on you guys, but you're able to to avoid most of the fire. You can see the stands now, just beyond the hologram uh, finish line. They're they're filled with hundreds of fans on their feet or other standing appendages, and they're all shouting and screaming. Um, the announcers are saying stuff that you guys can't hear and aren't paying attention to. Um, you guys are on track to still come in first with the basilisk right behind you. Uh, and, uh, it's unclear what exactly is going to happen between the tripod of doom and the colonizer. Is there anything else that anyone wants to do? Just shout it out. You only have seconds. Punch it, Newman. Gun it. I will floor it and take first place. All right. You guys take first place. And, uh, at that, all of your, your, um, 
weapons and special powers shut off and uh the crowd goes wild and everyone's super excited you get to watch the basilisk kind of drift into second place and right as the colonizer is approaching the finish line on uh you know a a uh, souped up cocktail of adrenaline and steroids and amu juice uh <laughs> they um it, it it seems like suddenly you see a bunch of little bug explosions uh throughout the ship as a bunch of the formians die uh as evidently they sent over their solarian Kex, um, who uh, the the giant Trox, um, who has been busy uh, killing their crew, and the sh- the ship uh, starts coasting into wait not third but fourth place oh. as the tripod of doom narrowly skates into third, um, and the colonizer is finishes the race but comes in last. They are summarily melted. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're not in good shape, the colonizer. It's what we call a technical finish. Give Talos credit. That was that was pretty clever. It's not a DNF, you know. I, I think we should play our amazing Team Lizard Brain theme song, which, as you'll remember, goes... Hey, it does go that way. Yeah. <laughs> You guys win the race. Um, people are cheering. Uh, you know, like everyone's super excited. There's a million flashing lights and little camera drones in your face. Uh, and sure enough, the the hosts are there, uh, Jock and Shulai, uh, to 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 greet you as you come off of a, a somewhat battered sand skink. Uh, and there's a bunch of camera drones and little microphones and and. Uh, flashing lights and everyone's screaming and everyone's shouting and it's it's not clear what they're asking but it's definitely like how are you doing what, what do you think what's going on uh so everyone give me uh your reactions what do you say what do you do uh thank you thank you yes we did we it was close but you know you go out there you give 110 percent. you know you look out for your brothers you give 110 percent, and then you look out this is the first of what will surely be Many great victories for Team Lizard Braid. Thank you all. Thank you, fans. We love you. Keep watching. I want to thank our team co-captains for their excellent leadership in this uh, in this portion of the race. There are three basic types. New friends. There are three basic types. There are three basic types. The wills, the won'ts, and the can'ts. The wills accomplish everything. The won'ts oppose everything. And the can'ts won't try anything. Team Lizard Brain is a will. And then all suddenly, at, at, all at once, with no obvious coordination, all of the camera bots, all of the lights, people quiet for a moment, and everything turns to Skritic. <sighs> just kind of crock, yeah, cracks an eyebrow and just kind of snarls at the camera. Oh, and with that adorable finish. <laughs> 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 you know, he, he looks like a snarling, you know, rat man who who will cut you. But yet, Jock says he's adorable. 
Uh, no, he's he's both. He's like the he's like the tough one in a boy band. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's tough but gorgeous, like like a really really sporty Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, he just needs like a little leather jacket and sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. maybe a uh, spiked haircut. <laughs> well, it seems like uh, the the celebration is already getting underway and you guys are the guests of honor as uh Vangi and Hecubino know uh the victory yacht is sure to make an appearance and you will all have invitations to the party there on so uh you know you guys have your moment in the sun uh, and uh, that is where we will end this episode. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. And thank you, all of our wonderful players and our wonderful listeners who sat patiently and quietly and paid attention to all the details that were given out in that episode. You did such a good job, listeners. Uh, give yourselves a round of applause. You deserve it. No, seriously. Seriously. Yay. Just stand up wherever you're at. Say, I did it. Just raise your hands above your head and scream, I did it at the top of your voice. And um, everyone will know because they're also listening to Critical Hit. Or maybe they're listening to next week's episode. Who knows? They could be ahead they, of the game. They could be. Yeah. You can find out more. Patreon.com slash Major Spoilers. And until next time, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are Critical Hits. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.